<sighs> well, I feel like every, I feel like, I feel like everyone must think that I have this ridiculously hard life because literally <laughs> almost every episode of this show, I begin with just like <laughs> a sigh. It's like, it's like everything's nonstop, go, 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 miserable mm. until the second I sit down and talk to you. And then I'm just like, <sighs> <sighs> like I don't, <laughs> it's not true. It's, it's not the case. It's, yeah, it's, you never start a show like with a segue of like, let's, let's appreciate this about life or like, let's, let's lament or like enjoy the simple thing about what happened today. It's always sigh and then insert blank. Yeah, it's always what is this episode one one what one sixty? I don't I don't one sixty eight. Let's just start. Let's just my. Uh, we're still not. We're still not. Still not subsidized. All right. Yeah. Whatever. Like still. Still, still not syndicated. Still not syndicated. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever. That's you know. Coke. Coke still won't answer our calls. Yet. Bastards. We're still here. Yeah. We're still here. Speaking of which, it's not just Pete and I. Oh hey. <laughs> the the person who's on the show almost more than we are. Uh and every time I feel like every time we have Emily on the show, Emily's always like, Why do you guys keep having me back? Like I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm just I don't I'm not sure I'm a movie connoisseur, but I appreciate the the invites back and mm-hmm. I'll take it. I'll take a night yeah. away from I, my kids any day. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no, I love yeah, them And too. I don't even know what it is because like the first episode you came and did was Catch Me If You Can. Mm. Yeah, that was really um, random. And I think it was, I, yeah. a, com- it was, it was a combination it was of oh, yeah. we had a bunch of fun doing it. We did. We did. And for a while, it was one of our most successful episodes And so I think it was a combination of like, oh, having Emily is really fun, but then there was also sort of like a formulaic thing where we're Mm. like, an Emily is movie podcast gold. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Get her in there and it'll, you know, yeah. (laughs) Give the people what they want. It's true. Yeah, absolutely. We're just chasing that high. We're chasing the catch me if you can high. Yeah. I mean, well, so like <laughs> metrically, you're right, and also sometimes in our comment section, like there's there are some people who are literally like, "Oh, this is a great episode because Emily was in it. Is Emily coming back? Could you sub really? Emily out for both of you?" <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not quite that far. I don't but... think the podcast would be very interesting if it was just me. <laughs> but only because I don't know how often you would find the time to watch movies. Right? That, I think yeah. it would yeah. be you know, yeah. it'd be few and far between the episodes i mean i do um, watch a surprising amount of tv considering how busy my life is but hey sure if well, tv's fine we can make tv work we can review lost t i don't even oh sorry oh ah no, oh. <laughs> <sighs> there's when we're, my e- sigh there's even my when sigh. we're remote baby i still got the i still got the juice still got the juice <laughs> Um, so listen, we had, we had, we had plans and the plans kind of got upheaved a little bit. Mm. Um, so it was our, um, you know, annually as we do, it was our second holiday episode for December. And, um, and one of, one of the episode, one of the, the movies that were on the Docket on the up for up for election 
um, was the 2018 Benedict Cumberbatch, The Grinch. Um, and we talked about this last week. We talked about in our episode last week because we didn't know the winner last week yet. We hadn't we hadn't tallied things up. Um, and you had mentioned that you had been talking with Emily and that she had indicated, hey, you know what? If it wins, I might be interested coming in and talking about it with you. And I, we both kind of, you know, there was no, there was no humming or hawing. It was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. She wants to come on the show. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was also a little bit of an anecdote. I was like, she's going to be really good at reviewing this film because if you know her or you've seen her social media, you're well aware that she has seen this film more than her share this holiday season. Um, it's a, if I could count, it's definitely in the double digits. Yeah, and I, and I alluded wow. to, and and I I don't know. I may have said this kind of thinking that maybe it would never come back and reach Emily, but I think. <laughs> I think I referred to both of your children as watch movie on repeat demons. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> well, and that if you, if there's a, like that, if, yeah, if there's a movie that you, that you enjoy and they also enjoy, you will very quickly not enjoy that movie because they will, mm. they will just watch it over and over and over and over. I have seen Wally. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> Many times, oh. thanks to your children. I've also seen How to Train Your Dragon, I think just the first one. Um, yeah. But I've seen that many, 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 many times. We haven't moved um, on from Wally yet. Oh. We have moved really? on from How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know. They just, they love Wally. They still ask for it. It's been like two and a half years. Ooh. That's, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is. Huh, it's a cool. lot of Wally. I'm, I'm not I am gonna, a little tired of Wally. I will say that. I'm I'm going to say this is both a ben- like a credit to the films, but the two films in my situation are <laughs> Toy Story and Mary Poppins. And I have to say, even though I've seen them both about 600 times, <laughs> I still like Mary Poppins. I have a new appreciation for. Oh and sure, like I've given it a nine out of 10 from rewatching it 700 times. Mm-hmm. And every time I'm still like, okay, yeah, you know, if this is what you want, let's go. Yeah. Like it's so good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, same with Toy fair. Story. I think if it was Wally personally, my distaste for never wanting to watch Wally, like, you know, or insert blank other film, I'm just, I'm thankful that the interests of mine align with mm-hmm. what's on well, repeat right now. Well, typically you can kind of like yeah. say, oh, there, here's this movie I love. And then they love it because... You, you like just, it. Well, you just <laughs> you kind of gave them no choice. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, then, anyways, The Grinch won. Yes. Um, and. By, by a lot? It was a photo no. finish. It was a photo finish. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and we, listen, oh it. God. <laughs> instead of instead of just yeah, so Emily used you know here's a little shameless self promotion. Emily used some of her Patreon voting I power have influence mm-hmm. in this space yep. to get in there and yep. and do some do some damage. It, it was um, it was right between two films, and she came in and it just surged whoosh. ahead. Yeah, and and but then I don't know I don't know where it came up, Pete. I don't know if it was you that said it to me or something that. You know, that really what Emily would like to do is come mm. and talk about how this film is actually superior to my all-time favorite Christmas movie, 
the 2000 uh, Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Um, How is that? Your all-time favorite, Chris. Okay, we'll get into this. We'll get into that. We'll, but we'll so, anyways, I couldn't. I couldn't pass that up. White we Christmas. haven't had a movie debate oh. since episode one fifty-one, where uh, no fifty-one episode fifty-one fifty-one, 51 yeah. uh, where it was also the three of us. <laughs> yes. Um, but Pete, Pete, and I debated the film Titanic um, and where it ranks on the greatness of all time films. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here representing an, a wonderful film. I want to say one disclaimer, um, mm-hmm. because this is something I've thought about a lot the last two days. Um, since, since watching the 2018 Grinch, um, I am going to do my absolute best to not make direct comparisons as much as I can. Um, because I don't want, like, I'm all for new takes and new iterations of things, all for it. And so I don't want any of my arguments to be, um, it because it's different because it's not what's Mm. in the one I like Um, there will be some instances where I say it's not the same as the one that I like and I think that but 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 let's look at both components individually and this is why I think the way it was done in the other one is better but I don't want I don't want any of my arguments to ever come across as like oh well I don't like that they you know that's not the way they did it in the other one because um, mm-hmm. I think that's that's weak and that's silly and it's it, it's you know I don't like that. Um, I want a lot of my things to be as objective as possible. Some of it's going to be subjective, um, but there's a couple of things that I think are just basically me saying some ob- what I believe are objective facts. Um, and yeah, and then ultimately, I just want to say I feel like the stakes are super low. Um, only, well, no, only because, only because all film is subjective. So at the end of the day, if Emily likes the 2018 one better, I don't care. Um, and, and I don't think she should care if I like this one better. I think it's just a fun discussion. All film subjective. No one can tell you that your taste in film is, you know, is right or wrong. And so, yeah, that's just kind of the little, because it's going to sound, it might, it, there's a possibility that it will reach a point where it sounds a little heated, um, but it's not, it's not I actually going to, to be heated. <laughs> so, I don't know about you, but <laughs> gloves are off, man. No, I, I like know, them both. I like Pete's both like, them. she's putting in a mouth guard. I don't, yeah. I, it's a podcast. It sound like, like what? <laughs> I was going to say, I, I can't, I no, I did not come prepared for a fight. I mean, mm. you're not physically here, so mm. no. maybe I could pick more of a fight because you're not going to like jump across the table at me or anything. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, it's all ultimately it's all in fun and games. I have a bunch of notes here. Only one of my notes is actually an attack of character. Um, only, only <laughs> to the film in, or to Emily? <laughs> uh, to Emily's mu- movie taste oh, okay. oh, only in an okay. attempt to to you know when you're like if you're in court and there's a jury there you need to make the jury think oh, okay well this person's not of sound mind so mm. like, uh-huh. you know wow. it's not you know it's it had to be done it popped sure. into my head it had to be done and it's actually something pete that you said we were going to bring up 
anyway, oh. so it's not even my fault. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, I mean, so, I don't spend hours there. reading movie blogs, and, you know, I'm not you guys. I'm just a, like, <laughs> normal person. <laughs> well, that, that's okay, because if that's the description of us guys, then Pete isn't one of us guys either. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we all I, just I, like there's, movies. There's always, we'll there's always you know, uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's news briefings where I bring Pete up to speed on on okay. More, Brady know. will bring like well, Brady will bring the listener up to date, and simultaneously, when the listener's going, "Oh wow," I'm quite honestly going, "What oh. really?" Yeah, I'll, I'll 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 present information about an upcoming movie as if it's the Movie Men podcast <laughs> presenting the information about an upcoming movie, uh-huh. and in the back of Pete's mind, he's going, "Oh no shit." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my my outward reaction is, "Wow." And my inward yeah. reaction wow. is also, wow. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So, without further ado, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know, what, how are we doing this, Pete? Pete, you are the master of ceremonies here. All right. Well, Brady, be ready for whatever comes next. Are you ready? Uh, you, the yes. listener will recognize what is next with the following sound. Ow! Trivia time. <laughs> <laughs> it's returned. I could do it because you actually have trivia this week. Yes. Unless that was study. a dirty trick. <laughs> I didn't know there would be a test. No, there is not. It's in the form of just me sharing something to you this week. It is not a question. Okay, cool. In the interest uh, of time, because I know we're going to be wanting to convert or uh, commit some time to the debate. And also the, the stuff I'm saying, it would have been a little wacky just to try and make it into a question. So, okay. two little things. Fair. The one that I thought was interesting that kind of went over my head that I omitted and I, I'm just intrigued that this is a thing. This film, the 2018 Grinch, is the second time an English actor has voiced the character of the Grinch. Mm. So mm-hmm. Boris Karloff mm-hmm. did it in 66 in the original cartoon, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So I know not everyone, but some people were a little up in arms that a British actor was voicing the Grinch and, you know, was this a good fit? Was this not a good fit? And, you I know... Mean, he- Spoken in American accent. Yeah, I I don't see any problem with it. But just for the naysayers right. out there, this isn't the first time. So okay, yeah. well, because every everyone knows the Grinch is American, America, yeah, so America. Yeah, American. So he had no choice. Uh-huh. <laughs> the last thing that this is just spoke to me, but Dame Angela Lansbury mm-hmm. was in this film, mm-hmm. and. Known for, like, the great... Icon. Icon, especially mm-hmm. for, like, grandmother television shows like Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> yeah. Raised, born and raised on that. But she was also, for me, in one of my favorite Disney films, she was Miss Teapot in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. So I just was uh, yeah. fascinated. I thought, good for her. She is still, you know, working in the film industry as recently as three years ago. And it was just a little heartwarming gesture when I heard her voices. I think she was the mayor of Whoville. I think she had like three lines. But very brief. Still, very brief. We love some Angela Lansbury. Oh, yes. 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 So that, that is it. And you know what? We don't need to have winners and losers in trivia this week. We all win. <laughs> Hooray. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's still all I have. I need to get... I need to get more sound effects. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, so how, should we? So take take us away, Pete. Well, I mean, okay. so okay. How do you guys want to handle this? Like, I feel like the 
technically the vote was that this film was the winner. So I feel like we should at least dedicate a few minutes to just maybe talking about some brief things just specifically about this film. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we could expand it then to the greater conversation of, you know, what we've come here to talk about. Sure. Sure. I'm I'm probably not the best person to do that, though, because a lot sure. of it is going to come across as... <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of it's going to come across as criticism, sure. and that's not, you know, okay, well, no, okay, I so you know what, I can talk about it the way I would normally talk about it. I don't mm-hmm. think this is a bad film. Sure. I think this is a good film. I don't think it's a great film, hmm. um, and I think there's some really weird... Um, some of them are confusing. So, some some decisions they've made in this telling of the Grinch are um, are are confusing. Some of them ultimately serve the purpose of watering down the the impact of the film, watering down the moral of the film, um, and then ultimately. After however many years it's been, over 50 years of this story being told, um, ultimately serve the purpose of changing the moral of the Grinch, ultimately changing what this story is about. Um, Mm. And so uh, do I think it's funny? Yeah, absolutely. It's a funny film. It's uh, it's beautiful to look at, you know, Illumination Studios. I'm not the biggest, you know, I, I, I also wasn't the biggest fan of the Lorax. Um, yes. Because I was such a big fan of the one from like the 60s or 70s, like the, mm. the old animated short. Like, I love that one. I grew up with that one. Uh, so it's I went to see. The Lorax is another one that I love. The new one. Okay. Yeah. See, but, and I'm also not the biggest, like, I can appreciate Despicable Me for it being cute. Um, but I'm also not a big despicable me, you know, like it, it, I'm, I'm generally, so there's a bias here where generally I'm not the biggest illumination studios Mm. guy. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I, I like this movie, but I think there's a bunch of like dumb decisions they made. And that's kind of that's kind of my review just talking about the film. Hmm. So, I'm curious to know what so let's say comparatively to the original like 60s version or just the book hmm. uh Seuss's book, what is the moral that we think he was going for? Uh, ultimately, the moral I've always felt like my understanding, whether it's the book, the '60s one, the 1966 one, or the 2000 one, is that um, oh, and I meant to pull this up. I'm going to pull it up um, so that I have so that I can quote it from the book. Mm, um, nice. But it's about the real. Not the real meaning of well, yeah, the real meaning of Christmas. Hang on, mm. uh, as I type loudly. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, maybe Christmas, perhaps like Christmas doesn't come from a store. Yeah, so here it is. Mm. Here it is. Is, is that um, the line you're referring to? Uh, do 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 do. Ice cold in the snow stood puzzling and puzzling. 
Taylor's puzzler was sore. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. Um, then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't thought of before. What if Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store? What mm-hmm. if Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more? Mm-hmm. And so it, it was the whole idea of the decommercialization of Christmas. Um, and yeah, anti, um, uh, there's a word that I can't remember now. Anti, I wanted to say capitalism, but that's not the word I'm looking for. Um, consumerism. Materialism. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or that. Yeah. So that's what you believe is the main message that Seuss. So this is a conversation I had with Aaron, who's my husband for anyone who does not know that. (laughs) Um, So we were like, wait, but what was Seuss's original intent here? What was the message he was trying to send? And I think we kind of, we weren't quite sure. Is it anti-materialism? Is it love and kindness? Is it kind of all of that mixed in together? So like I personally think yeah. that- I think it's, you're right. Action, I think it's all of it mixed in. Yeah. I, I feel like the live action is less true to Seuss's original- book than this new one is that's what i think so i'm curious to unpack that with you and sure the one thing i'd add on and this isn't maybe me agreeing with emily but it's me agreeing with emily unless i'm misremembering the 2001 you were just nodding and pointing like i agree yes (laughs) but i i need to be affirmed that i'm remembering the 2001 correctly okay my remembering of how that one ends is less like what I remember the book and what I remember the 2018 one ending where it's more the events occur and then kind of not unconditional, but just forgiveness occurs between Mm -hmm. Whoville and the Grinch and, you know, welcome to dinner and moving on and kind of maybe it's not specifically anti-materialism by definition, but it's just embracing and, you know, loving and caring and, and so on and so forth. My remembering of the 2000 film was the events occur and then to somewhat it's less of let's move on it's more the Grinch has to like win back Whoville and like win approval or at least get approval and like it seemed a little bit less in line with maybe just the simplicity of togetherness that I remember at least in the book at the end. So I would I mean I would argue the opposite so I would say um, like so the 20 the 2001 um, yeah, the 2001 laid into the the commercialism aspect of the Grinch or of of the story quite a bit. In that, every Who and Whoville in that movie, with the exception of Cindy Lou, Cindy Lou in her young innocence hasn't been hasn't been sucked up in the consumerism of Christmas, um, or maybe is just an anomaly of a Who. All of the Who's are are shopaholics are are mm-hmm. everything is about the consumerism of Christmas um, and that's something that they all need to be relieved of they all need to be cured of that um, and so the ending of and and so by proxy and having been raised by the who's mm-hmm. um, 
So is the Grinch. That's that's also the Grinch's understanding. He hates it. He doesn't like it the way that the Who's like it. But his understanding of Christmas and the Who's understanding of Christmas is the same. That it's about presents. That it's about gifts. That it's about toys and and feasts and all of this stuff. Um, Cindy's the only one who's like, you know, hold the phone. That's that's not the way I see this something's missing, something's wrong, this isn't okay. And so it's it's Cindy who makes her own parents realize that. And then her parents kind of when they're when they wake up in the morning and all the presents are gone and all of the who's are outraged. There's almost like this like they're down in the town circle and the mayor who's kind of like a protagonist in this story more so than the Grinch is like or uh, the antagonist, sorry, more so than the Grinch, he's like, um, you know, he's he's rallying the town up against the Grinch because he he stole, he says, he he destroyed, he pulverized Christmas, mm-hmm. and Cindy's this is exactly dad. Exactly my problem. Yeah. With that, with that movie. But okay, so but why? So I, my whole point is that it doesn't make sense for me. So so when I read the original like book if we're gonna if we're if we're in this moment if we're talking about which one is truer to Seuss which I think was the point you were building on sure then then to me the who's are people who yes love Christmas I mean the whole beginning of the book talks about all their gadgets and gizmos and all the noise and everything that they do but a group of people who are obsessed with stuff would not walk out of their houses on Christmas morning after all of their stuff has been stolen and hold hands and sing. Mm. So and, I just and feel they like only the do 2001 in the Grinch one. version, it just, it doesn't make a lot of sense for me for the Who's to have the same realization about Christmas that the Grinch has like minutes before he has it. So it's just like, oh, we're all learning about the meaning of Christmas. Whereas I feel like the original was more the who's taught the Grinch Hmm. what the true meaning of Christmas was. And they just knew it all along. They were just like, oh, all the stuff's gone, whatever. I mean, we don't really get a lot of insight into the who's in the original. No. Like, really not a lot. So all we know is... Cindy's, like, barely a supporting... Yeah. Yeah, like, all their stuff's gone and they sing anyway. Like, like it's just like, oh. So, I mean, but I feel like, yeah, the who's are not as, like... I don't know. they're, they're, They're not as much of the good guys mm. in the 2001 rendition. Now, I don't think it was like, I don't think it's terrible or anything. I just feel like it's a point, it, you know, it's a tick in the box of not quite nailing the the message that Seuss was trying to, to send, which I feel is these who's are, they're a community of people that, you know, are together that will, you know, be together, love each other no matter what, even if all their stuff is gone, right? Even if mm. somebody came and like took everything, they're still going to welcome Christmas and they're still going to be together and they're still going to, you know, maybe not be totally happy, but they're, it doesn't affect them. What I will say right. is I, I, I think I agree with Emily's point, but I do also see, it depends what we're arguing. 
if we're arguing what's truest to the point of what Dr. Zeus is saying, maybe there's some merit in what Brady's saying because we're seeing the fault in the Who's and the Grinch and the whole point is the faults in consumerism and not caring for each other. Mm -hmm. So maybe there's some merit to that. I would probably align more with if we're debating what's truest to the original, maybe it's the 18 version because it has more of the Who's kind of illustrating the point to the Grinch we lost everything, everything doesn't matter. Right. So I think what's interesting is, um, you know, and, I, and I'm not necessarily going to argue against that. I think, I think what the 2000, the 2000, the 2001, it's not 2001, <laughs> it's the, the one from 2000, the Jim Carrey yeah, one, the, the Ron Howard one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Y2K, the, the Ron, okay, everything's the, green. Yeah, the, yeah, the, uh. the, two, the older one, the mm-hmm. live action one, JC version, is, is that um, it? I think it it makes it. I think it's more of an eye opening. Oh crap! Make you think kind of moment mm-hmm. because I think you tend to see yourself in the who's. I think that that you probably as much as when you're watching that film, as much as we would all like to say, oh yeah, we totally resonate with Cindy Lou and we're stuck in this world of consumerism and if everyone would just pull their heads out of their ass and not expect presents and all this stuff, but but that's not who we are. We we, we do, we're naturally we fall into this. We get, we get caught Most up in Most of us it. like stuff. Of course. Most we like stuff. like stuff. Yes. We see yeah. the bag under the tree that says Lush on it and we go, oh my God. <laughs> but so so i think i think they both end up with the same moral like they both as far as like you know as far as far as them both having a message of it's not about consumerism it's about love it's about um companionship um, and family and and that your your friends and your neighbors and everyone those are your family and and stuff like that I think they both reach the same point I think that the Grinch from t- 2000 adds a couple extra layers and it has which I, I, to its benefit or to its detri- detriment um, mm-hmm. it's it it adds a couple layers where all throughout the film, Cindy is not only trying to wear her parents down, she's simultaneously trying to wear the Grinch down because they have several interactions throughout the film. She finally wears her parents down after everything's taken. They start singing, and then that hearing the singing, hearing Cindy having you know won her parents over and the rest of the town is what pushes the Grinch over the edge. What I find really interesting about the 2008 one, though, and something that I think is such a confusing detriment, is that moral happens very quickly, and then it's the film doesn't end with that. It's, it's, it's gone sort of without giving it much further thought. And the big moral, there were two sort of main morals that I kind of looked at Brienne and I was like, is this what the film is t-? like his, his, when he, when the Grinch comes back down and he returns a presence to everyone and he has this monologue, the monologue and the moral of his monologue isn't Christmas isn't about toys. It's about love and friendship and whatever. The morals that I walked away with were um, hurting, hurting other people doesn't change your past. Hurt, hurting other people doesn't, make you feel better about 
your mm -hmm. past, and also that uh, your your this this sounds like a silly over the top way of saying it, and it is, but like paraphrasing, you're going to be less miserable if you're not alone at Christmas, and like I don't I it seemed like this weird where where all the other versions of the Grinch that I know are catered towards the people who are caught up in the wrong idea of Christmas. This yeah. one felt like it was catered to people who grew up without a family at Christmas and are hurting from that or people who didn't have the Christmas that everyone else had and are hurting from that and showing them that they're just because they were an orphan or just because they their family didn't have a whole lot of money that um, – that if they surround themselves with others, they can still be happy. And in it, it just seems like it's, it's as powerful a message. Absolutely. It's as powerful a message, but it definitely feels like a slightly different message. And it feels like it's catered to a slightly nicher crowd, which seems strange to me. Oh, I would argue your very last point you made there. Um, I would disagree. I feel like the 2018 version appeals to a wider audience. And when I say that, I mean, namely children, because mm. there aren't. Oh, okay. um, I mean, if you're a parent who cares, who, ha who cares, or if you're a parent who <laughs> is concerned about like innuendo and, and adult humor being in a film that your kids are watching, then you're not going to want to put them in front of a screen and, and show them the Jim Carrey version. There are several like adult jokes in it, which I'm not. I don't think are is terrible. I think it's hilarious. I I enjoy the movie myself. Mm -hmm. But if there was a movie I wanted to introduce my children to, it's definitely not going to be that one or mm, sure. a, a version of The Grinch. Now, I f I agree with your point that they they took it a totally different direction, but I feel like that was probably intentional because the other ones focus more on the materialism, the consumerism. And I do think there are kind of two messages in Seuss's original hmm. um, rendition. Now, I I agree also that the consumerist message was diluted a little in this 2018 version. Hmm. You know, the whole it's not about the stuff. They really didn't talk about the stuff a lot. Um, they just kind of it was like a side note. Hmm. So I'm with you there. I'm not sure whether I consider that a weakness of the film or not, because I really love the direction they took it in. Um, because I just, I loved that. I feel like the whole, the Grinch's heart being two sizes too small thing. I think they really just took that and kind of ran with it because it was like, why is his heart so small? Huh. What's going on here? How do we like... What would make someone's heart get bigger? <laughs> well, it would probably be some kindness, some some welcoming warmth, which the Who's in the 2000 version do not have. They they are terrible. They are not nice people. They were not oh, nice no, yeah. to him they when need he redemption. was in you know school. Like there was that whole thing where they were so cruel to him oh, the yeah. mayor's whole thing like oh he's the worst and everyone Which, should hate him and trying to turn everybody against him and you know they're all and they're yeah again they're obsessed with all this stuff and it definitely makes for a, a stronger point in the end when it comes to 
what's the true meaning of Christmas, but it also, I just feel like it wasn't quite what Seuss was going for, but yeah, me, I mean, maybe we're seeing that. I mean, I, I wondered, like, are we arguing apples and oranges or, or is this yeah, like, well, and you, I know, think you we have are. to take it in a different direction if you want it to be interesting, right? If you're going to just yeah. do the same thing over and over and over again, nobody's going to like it. So maybe we're mm. sick of talking about what the true meaning of Christmas is. And sure. <laughs> maybe we just needed a little bit of a fresh take hmm. as far as like, hey, it's okay if you don't have like a family, mm-hmm. you can just like make your own family. You can, it doesn't matter. Mm. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. You're welcome sure. here. So I don't know. I And particularly that message is one that I love, love for my kids to learn. Hmm. For them sure. to see, you know, to see an outsider and be like, oh, come on in. Like, mm. you're, you're welcome. Sure. So, yeah. And I think that's what moves me so much with this one. I don't recall tearing up <laughs> with the Jim Carrey version, but I also wasn't a mother then. Mm. So, like, you know, that <laughs> might be a factor. But this right. new one really... Tear, like tugs at the heartstrings for me. Wow! I think it's just that that moment where um, the Grinch kind of says the thing at the end. He's like, "Your your daughter's kindness really changed my life." Hmm. You know, her, the daughter was the the brave one who knocked on the Grinch's door, same right. way she did in the two thousand version. Sure, and invited him. Right, yeah. she was the only nominated one nominated him. Yeah. That's right. For the hubilation thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there were other who's in, in this new version who were kind to him. Mm. He just wasn't open to it. It was just like the cute little girl kind of got in there and got mm. under his skin a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because she was so different from the others, I guess. Yeah. She just, yeah. she wanted somebody to help her mom. And he was like, what? Like, what kid hmm. cares about that? So mm-hmm. that's kind of, that was the in, I suppose. And then he was like, okay. Well, maybe this isn't so bad, and you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. But I think we should yeah. talk a little bit more about like what, like what good points, because I have a couple about this new version that I think they really nailed. Hmm. So, like, okay, particularly I think Benedict Cumberbatch was an excellent choice. Hmm. Uh, like, he did not disappoint as far as you know. I just, I feel like he captured the essence of the Grinch. Not, I mean, Jim Carrey is a whole, like, he's a whole category of of amazing. And we're not going to, like, you know, say, I don't think Cumberbatch did better necessarily, but I do think for an animated film, sure, uh, it was a great choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Pharrell Williams as the narrator and that remix of... The song. Mm. At first, it threw, I do want really to talk about me that. Off. I do want to talk about that because I, I feel like at first, I, on the first watch, now I have to repeat that I have seen this movie a lot. <laughs> I, we watch it once, perhaps twice a day. We've been watching it like a lot. Mm. <laughs> so uh, at first, I, I'm pretty sure I remember it throwing me off. Like, oh, I can't even sing along to this because mm. they totally changed it. Sure. But now I just like now I love it. I think it's a great wow. take. It's an it's a different spin. It's this cute like they've got the background like kids singing and I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. I can sing along now because I'm very familiar <laughs> with it. <laughs> but but yeah, I was like, oh, so they just and I wonder if it was maybe like, oh, we don't want people to be able to sing along. We want them to just listen. 
Hmm. I don't know though, but that's interesting, maybe actually. I yeah. So I think so. Bringing up the Pharrell Williams, um, I I would argue that, and this is this is like this is not compare. You know, I mean, it is compared to the others, but I would say out of all three renditions, I do think, um, at least for my taste, it is the weakest of the three narrations, um, mm. and that that's for two reasons. One is, um, I mean, when you're up against legends like Boris Karloff yeah, and, I mean, and, and Anthony, Anthony Hopkins, Hopkins. No, like, sure. I don't know how The weakest you, of the three, yeah, you're gonna right. Nobody's going to beat the original yeah. when it comes to narration. Though. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, the other is that I didn't like how much they, like something that I thought was so magical about the 2001 is even though it was very much, you know, sort of a new take and, and a reimagining of the Grinch, 99.9% of Anthony Hopkins' narration dialogue was lifted directly off the page of the book. Yep. Um, yeah. And and that was such hmm. a beautiful tie okay. back to, and, mm-hmm. and Jim Carrey's Grinch would kind of interact, like there were some fourth wall breaks where he would kind of <laughs> like- speaking in rhyme. Can, yeah, continue the narration and stuff like that. And so that was, that was all really fun. Hmm. Anytime in the 2018 one where it was a direct quote from the book, I found myself really enjoying that. And I was like, okay, yes, okay, here we go. Um, and then there would be a bunch of stuff that like, they had just written for this one. And mm-hmm. I just, I found that jarring. They changed um, it. They changed quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as the song goes, um, it's it's growing on me. Um, at first, yeah, definitely I was like, what the shit is this? This is <laughs> not, something's not copacetic here. Uh-huh. Um, and it's growing on me. Like it's been caught in my head a little bit. It will um, grow on you the more you listen to it. That's what happened and to I me think, anyway. Yeah, and I think ultimately I'm like, okay, this is, you know what, this is fine. Where I all of a sudden, towards the end of the movie, I was like, yeah, I think this is fine. Like, you know what, you're going to change the song a little bit. You're going to mix it up. It's been done the exact same way for two films already, so mm-hmm. give me something a little bit different. Mm. The part that pissed me off where I was <laughs> like, okay, hang on a second is when they started changing lyrics and adding lines into the the Fahu Doris song mm. when they're there and I'm like okay that's an unnecessary change that is something that is so iconic to the Grinch is like you know it is almost feels like them them holding hands and singing that song almost feels like a part of the DNA of the story of the Grinch at this point to go in and change that, it just felt like, and it, it was not big changes. They just added a line in, but I'm like, it mm-hmm. that line isn't an improvement. It's just a change. It's a change for the sake of change. It's not an improvement. So that that well, the, really bothered me. The line me. being "Welcome home." You yeah, mean? yeah. I feel like they did it to tie in where they took it oh i'm sure they did absolutely the whole hey grinch come over for dinner Hmm. welcome yeah Hmm. yeah no i i know i uh, but i was just like but you're already communicating that to me and all of your dialogue and you're communicating that to me in all of the messaging and and everything that's happening just leave my song alone like why (laughs) why 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 throw that in there 
Um, yeah. But there's there's several changes that so one of the changes I've written down here is in the book it's the Grinch says um, year after year I've put up with this now mm-hmm. and in this one he says for 53 years I've put up with this now and I'm like but Jim Carrey once said that 53 years yeah are you sure have I'm you positive are, I just I think it. it's year after year nope <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, okay, I'm going to look this up because now... Because <laughs> I remember no, because being I'm like, trying to prove you wrong. That... I want to make sure I'm not arguing wrong. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure because I remember 2000... being like, wait, was that what the Grinch. book... Like, for, how old is the Grinch? I remember mm. having that thought. Like, how old is right. he? <laughs> yeah. How many years has he put up with this? <laughs> maybe I am. Maybe um, I'm thinking of the new one, though. So it's possible that I'm wrong, but I... Hmm. Why for year after year I've put up with it now. Yeah. Or no, maybe it's, he just it said is, for years and years. It's it's um the Grinch said, Why for year after year I've put up with it now. I must stop this Christmas from coming. But how That's the original like the book? That's that's the or two that's that is a Jim that is Carrey. an IMDB quote from the two thousand Jim Carrey one. Okay, okay. So yeah, no, yeah. it is the And so it's it just like what a one. I was like, why change, like, just what are an unnecessary, arbitrary, I don't need an age. I don't, like, why change that? It's not, you know, it's not like all this time we've been like, man, that line's really ambiguous. I wish they would just, like, actually pin down how old he is. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I Maybe was just Benedict one, just, like, ad-libbed a it's little. the one missing piece we've Like, needed. is that how... Is that how old Benedict is? When no, he, I don't like, know. No. I'm just saying I feel like we're splitting hairs Yeah, here. that's pretty. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I'm just saying like these were small things that I was like, why? Um, something I think is was actually pointed out to me by Brienne. I wasn't even going to say anything about this. I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. It's cute and it's fun. Um, and I still think ultimately it's harmless. It's cute and it's fun. Um, and there's going to be a tendency to think that this has to do with like, you know, the whole naturism aspect and, and my lifestyle and stuff like that. But it really, it, 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 it doesn't because I wasn't, I didn't even pop out to me. I wasn't even going to bring it up, but it seems like, so there's the, the kind of funny scene where the Grinch puts on pants over top of underwear that looks just like his skin. And, and Brienne was like, you know, I and she we paused it, and I was like, I like I I don't know, I had no issue with it. I was like, oh, this is just kind of it's fun, it's cute. I don't know, whatever. And she's like, it just seems weird. It almost seems like someone at Illumination was like, is it really appropriate for us to depict the Grinch naked? Like, should we? Should we put something in there to show that he's not naked, that in fact he's wearing pants because that will make it more kid-friendly? And and if that was the thought process, then that's fine. Like, I don't, like, obviously, either way, I don't I care. I mean, there's another naked scene in this movie. Do you not remember it? Um, refresh my memory. So there's a bunch of, there's like a little kid gang, like Cindy Lou's friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she gets them on board to help her trap Santa. Oh. And they do this like test, and yeah. they have this little redhead kid in a Santa suit, right? And he gets like, he gets right. derobed. He gets derobed, and he's yeah. just standing there holding a cookie, covering mm. the important bits. And 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 so, <laughs> so but I like, wonder, but but he was covering up, and I just wonder if there was like this like subconscious decision to be like, we can't have the Grinch naked the whole film, 
we just we can't we can't and i'm like and maybe know. it's maybe that's not what it is um and like i said originally it wasn't even my point but i was like oh yeah that's like if if it if they've done it just because it's funny then i agree it's kind of funny but if they've done it out of some like I doubt to it's cover their that. asses. I doubt yeah. it. Quote unquote. I feel like because like it's there's he's got like a closet full of these like little green pants that right. say like miserable and very miserable <laughs> yeah. and yada yada. Like I think it was just an excuse. Like I mean they were maybe they were trying to lengthen the amount. Like how does the Grinch get ready in the morning? We're gonna get mm-hmm. him ready in the morning. We're gonna sing our remix song. Yeah. And we're just gonna like introduce this character, yeah. Uh, and I think it was just like a, a oh, little silly. Let's get silly him dressed. Moment. Like, what do we all do when we get ready in the mm-hmm. morning? Well, we get dressed. Well, he's naked. Mm-hmm. Can we still get sure. him dressed anyway? <laughs> right. You know, like sure. You know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think maybe it was less of a cover up and more of that. So, mm-hmm. but the, who the knows? T- we'll the, never know. The only the only two things that I think I would have changed about this film, the things that I think would have made me enjoyed a lot more one is like super simple and i don't know why they didn't do it one is a much more like sort of restructuring of the film the one that's super simple is you know what if you're going to remix you're a mean one that's Mm -hmm. fine do it absolutely but we see it all the time in movies where they'll do something like that and then during the credits they play the original for me Hmm. just so that i'm like okay yeah there it is it checks off that box it checks off that box and it just, you know, it kind of, it's like, a, it's almost like paying respect. It's like a tip of the hat to mm. your smart source material because there's definitely a lot of things in this movie that are almost carbon copies of the Jim Carrey one that aren't a part of any of the original. So they definitely drew, like I'm sure they studied all previous iterations and, and drew inspiration from stuff. Um, but yeah, it was just, you know what, it would have been, that would have been nice. The only other thing, and this is the one that I I said is a little bit bigger, is like there's, you know, obviously, obviously they've they've added stuff just like they do in the Jim Carrey one, because what they're shooting for here is a feature length film. Mm -hmm. And the Boris Karloff one is certainly not. There's not enough source material in the book to make it a feature length film. Mm -hmm. Um, You had they had to like triple it. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. now the stuff in this one, all of the extra is fun. It's funny. The the, the guy that thinks it's his best friend and and mm-hmm. all of this stuff and them sitting in the, you know, talking about the um the, the kids plan to put maple syrup on the roof and we'll trap Santa that way. Like it's all it's all fun. Mm-hmm. But it feels like fluff. Whereas there's not an extra, every single extra, every single thing in the 2000 Grinch that isn't a part of the original story either is there to explain why he is the way he is or is there to further cement or further stress to you just how lost in in consumerism and the wrong idea of christmas this town is it everything there goes to really just continuing to establish the story so that when that moral hits it hits as potently as it can whereas Mm -hmm. everything in this one is is funny i was never like oh i'm not enjoying this but stuff like the reindeer and which that rubbed me the wrong way just because i was like i don't 
you know, and ultimately he does end up using Max, who has a, a horn on his helmet instead of tied to his head, which was another like, I felt like <laughs> unnecessary deviation from the original, but it like either way, it didn't make or break anything. But there was just, it, it felt like fluff. Like at the end of the day, a lot of it didn't, it was filler. It wasn't there to actually um, benefit the payoff of the film. Um, and so that was something just, that I, just well, made I it feel hollow. about the Fred, not Fred the reindeer, not adding to the point they were trying to make. But I do, so I do have a slight, I wouldn't call it a problem, but I would say, so the whole Fred thing where they, they went and they found Fred and they took him home and they, they said, all right, you're going to pull our sleigh. And then they went out for a test run and they find that Fred's got a family. Mm. And and then I, I feel like what they were going for was, okay, the Grinch isn't a terrible guy. Hmm. You know, he showed yeah. he showed a little bit of, of oh he, you know he's not um he's got he's got a heart even if it's small mm. uh but i do feel like that did kind of take away from the impact at the end it right? waters so it down it it did a little it, it diluted yeah. the whole uh like this how well and strongly the point landed at the end but i do think he was just so resistant and I think it was, and I I feel like his backstory in this new one, I feel like it's more compelling because naturally we as humans, when we have these experiences of, like I'll call it trauma, because if you're an orphan, that sucks, that's traumatic. Mm-hmm. We we hold on to them and we and we have this fear of of opening up and letting people in, and I think that's what was ultimately keeping him distant from the who's they weren't cruel to him they just you know there was never a brickle bomb or whatever the guy's name is that thinks they're best friends right he was always kind but there wasn't an intentional come on over and even if there was i think he wouldn't have accepted no he just was he was pushing it away and i don't think he knew why i think it wasn't until the end that he figured out why Hmm. Yeah. It wasn't Christmas I hated, he said. It was being alone. Mm. Yeah. And he just kind of, so he's got that tenderness in there. He's just afraid of showing it or he's afraid of, of you know, hoping perhaps because yeah. he's like, they're not going to accept me. Like he, even at the end when he gets invited and he's about to ring the doorbell, he's like, I can't do it. <laughs> they're going to hate me. You know, we all, we can all relate to that, can't we? Uh, especially when... You know, maybe we spent a lot of time alone or, or whatever the problem is we have. You know, a lot of people do have a lot of sad stuff going on at Christmas and Christmas is not an enjoyable time for them. You know, we, we can all kind of be like, yeah, it, it's hard to put yourself out there. It's really hard. So I think the whole Fred thing kind of just gave us a glimpse into the fact that he's just... He's just a guy like the rest of us that, you know, cares. Mm-hmm. He's just scared to care. Hmm. But I do think I agree that it kind of watered down the yeah. impact of the of the final moments where he's like you I, know, his I, heart I, grows and the whole thing, right? That beautiful yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. I don't think the heart growing part in this film 
was the true like climax for me the climax happened at the very end at that dinner table Mm, yes so for me that's when my emotions are being tugged at Mm -hmm. where and all the lead up right it all just comes together so well in that in that little house where he's he walks in you know he's he's awkward he's wearing this terrible tie because he thinks that's what you do when you come to a party like he's so (laughs) awkward but everyone's like hey Grinch welcome nice to see you and Bricklebaum's like hugging him and he Mm. hugs him back and there's this cute little moment there and then Cindy's mom who this whole time we're like is Cindy gonna get her wish Mm. turns out she kind of does because the Grinch comes in and starts helping her out like Mm. so there's this great message there of like just there's togetherness Hmm. you know uh and when you invite people in and when you let people in Mm -hmm. some really magical things happen and you start to feel accepted and loved and then you might actually get something out of it too like somebody might you know invent a dishwashing machine for you (laughs) or like give you a scooter to ride to work on which is all in the credits Mm. um but yeah like Cindy gets her wish just because she was kind to somebody who was alone. Like, hmm. And it all just came together so well, I, I think. They're, what they were going for anyway. Not, yeah, sure. not the whole, the Grinch's heart and the stuff and the, all of that. So yeah. they took it somewhere else, but I, I do think they really nailed that, mm. yeah. in my opinion. And I think that, that ultimately just comes down to taste, right? And probably yeah. so much sure. of like... You know, for me, when I watch The Grinch, regardless of the version, um, that that moment when his heart grows and his 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 life changes um, because he has been so mean and so nasty and and you know the Grinch. I don't know. The Grinch is a prick, and so like <laughs> to like, but but this Grinch is kind of, but not. You know, like he's he's. He's not he, yeah, really, he's just he grumpy. Just, yes. Yeah. The, the Who's don't really fear him. They don't... No. He, he's, not, he's not nasty enough for everyone to be afraid of him. Um, and I was actually... It's so funny because he has so few interactions with... Like, he has, he has interactions where he's in Whoville. And even that, like, when I'm like, oh, he's, like, shopping at the grocery store and, like, everything's, he's just a citizen. Like, yeah. that that <laughs> I didn't like. But I was like. I loved, it was, I loved that. I loved that it was just, he he was amongst them, but not part of them. Mm-hmm. Which, I, which uh, in the previous two that we've referred to, he's apart from them both emotionally and just physically. And I, yeah. I think the part of the, tran- like, what transcends in this and. What Emily likes about this is you know the feeling of being alone, and maybe this message is a bit more powerful than the consumerism. I love that he was like walking amongst them and purchasing the same pickled herring that they were buying, <laughs> and that wasn't weird. Like and they didn't it look weird. at him They're and be like, like, "Oh, hey, why are you here? Who yeah. are you? Why are and you green? You don't look like me." And know? I think that yeah. that just added to the relatability of like, "Hey, yeah. individual me, I watch this show and I also feel alone. I'm with people all day, but I feel alone." And I. I think I I liked that. that are I, you I are you relating good. Are you relating to the Benedict Cumberbatch Grinch, Pete? Is that what you're <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I do no, have a British accent. 
And yeah, and again, and again, that's just that's just taste, right? Like of for course. me, I oh, love I love the symbolism of that isolation. I love sure the the yeah, it's you know, and it is so it's it's just it is it's apples and oranges, um, but yeah, and ultimately, like I said, I enjoy. There, there's no version of the Grinch that I don't enjoy. Mm. Um, can can there's I versions that leave me feel feeling like. I didn't get everything I wanted, and right. and that's this version for me. I, and so I, I want to bring this up because I've been sitting on this, and I think this might be the time to bring it up. You both have made points. We've all chatted here. But at the end of the sentence, metaphorically, you go, but the 2000 Grinch is still great for this reason. And even Emily has said that she appreciates it. Mm-hmm. I want to say there's the old game where you you know, you've got three options and some things, you know, insert blank, like say sports athletes, like here's three great, really good athletes, like Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, and someone else that I can't think of. But you got three choices and you got to start one, you got to bench one, and you got to cut one off the team. Okay. Like okay. very difficult because it's three great options. And, you know, how do you do this? I will say that after watching this 2018 film, And then after watching about 20 minutes of the Jim Carrey one the other day, there has been never an easier situation in my life than me saying, start the 1966 version, obviously. Mm -hmm. Bench the Benedict Cumberbatch version, Benedict Cumberbun version, and cut Light on Fire and Urinate on the Jim Carrey version. Wow. Wow. Yeah, what... You're not even a part of the debate, and you just came in, and you're like, "Here, let me smear my feces on your." <laughs> that part, so, I will say, I'm a, I, I did add that part just, just being silly. Is this a fatherly perspective? Because that's what's really driving no, home no, this no, whole no, thing no, no, for no. me. I'm no, not no, no, putting no. my kids in front of the Jim Carrey version. It's not I, anytime I, I soon. Should, anyway, I should just be be clear. I'm not actually <laughs> debating that the Jim Carrey version is less you authentic, comparatively, or or is worse a film. I'm just saying for me individually compared to the other two, just for me, it doesn't turn the crank. What I found out about this one when we watched it, everything lands. Everything lands. I wrote this down. Literally 99% of every comedic element, I maybe wasn't laughing, I maybe wasn't peeing myself laughing, but I went, oh, that's cute, oh, that's funny, or let out a laugh. Right. And when I watched... 20 minutes of the Jim Carrey version the other day, I cannot say the same for me. It has not aged well. And that's and, so funny. And, one, and well, and it's not even just the comedic scenes too. It's the flash scenes to when the Grinch was, you know, alone and by himself. Yeah. And, you know, uh, yeah, I, I have to say the, the 2000 edition for me, when I watched it, it didn't land for me. If they didn't have Jim Carrey, it would have flopped. Even even with him, and well, I sure. appreciate he's the him. life of that. Brady Brady convinced me last year when we watched it, and I was like, "Yes, Jim Carrey's magic." Even with that involved, I just think it's too slapstick, it's too corny, and the elements all together just don't age well together. I mean, it's also been twenty one years. Right? That doesn't like it's, matter. It, it's well, the well, point you're making it, is that. It, which one is going to stand the test of time? Yeah, and it's not the... And I agree, I, I, totally. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Brady. You're right. Like, well, it's only been two years for, for this yeah, one. Yeah, we can't, so we we can't, can't say, say that this one's going to stand the test of time. But no, my gut feeling is it has a chance. It might age better. It has then. a chance. 
I mean, I would say has not aged. Well, I mean, really? visually, sure, I think it's oh, fish. I think the '66 one is perfect still. Yeah, I, I, I would say like Fishally, the '66 one beats both of the ones that we're arguing. I agree, one hundred percent. Well, and Brady, you let you lead into my last point here. I will say a fault that both films have. I'm just I'm using Cindy Lou as a metaphor here. I'm not sure the Cindy Lou Who family dynamics need to be explored on screen. And what I mean by that is the original 1966 Grinch is, I believe, approximately 36 minutes long. Oh, I think it's shorter than maybe, that. Maybe yeah. it's 26. It's, it's not short. long. And for me, that is the sweet spot of what we are being told and what's being shown. For me, there's there's a lot of stuff in the 2000 version that I don't enjoy that like the neglectful parents, the weird forced romance between the mayor and the Grinch's crunch. <laughs> All this kind of stuff that like I, we, can, we can say that I'm like, okay, I'm not there for that. But just both 18 and 2000 have just stuff that they explore that I'm like, okay, I'm not sure if I need to see Cindy Lou Who's mom struggling, you know, making waffles in the morning. I don't need to, you know, there's so much of the underbelly of Whoville that it takes out the magic for me of you know there's this simple story of this these people who are welcoming and that's all i need to know for the sake of this story i don't need to see the underside of whoville and i think both films i'm just wondering if this is really there's a lot of things in hollywood that don't need to be feature-length films and i'm wondering if this is one of them and Mm, i would say it's a a point against both i'm not saying one is worse i can get behind that 100 percent. and you know what ironically um, I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head in a way that I've never been able to on why I don't like the the illumination Lorax. Hmm. I'm like, I don't need all this other shit. This isn't. This isn't. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, this well, isn't the message. Well, I mean, the that's the problem you're going to run into when you're trying to make a feature film out of yeah, a, out sure. of a short. But I'm yep. like, this book. isn't the message. Yep. This like, isn't the point. This isn't yeah. like, what is all this other stuff? Where is where is just simply the Lorax cutting down the truffle trees, making the thneeds, and like, you know, interacting with the onceler? Like, that's all I care about. Hmm. I don't need this kid who, you know, because in the book and in the original one, or the, the like the 60s or 70s animated one, which is basically just an animated version of the book, um, it, you know, this is a boy that shows up at the beginning and he shows up at the very end. And and he's literally the boy is supposed to be us as the onceler is telling us the story, um, and yeah. So to give him this whole background and like a girlfriend and a crazy grandmother, God bless Betty White. I just like <laughs> I just like be I'm like protected forever. Why well, she seems to be? I don't like she's. Everything that should have killed Betty White has not killed <laughs> Betty White. Okay. It's just, you know, she's like a cockroach. You cut her head off and she's still, anyways. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so I. not a cockroach. I, <laughs> oh my God. Where but are we yeah, going no, with anyways. She's. Uh, Back to the Grinch, I, I, Brady. Yeah. But no, I agree. I agree 100% um, that ultimately, and I think that's why. That's one of the main reasons why the the 1966 one trumps both of these. 
Mm. Um, I feel like is that it's it's short, sweet, and to the point. I mean, yes, but I feel like that's unfair because there's a real challenge in trying to create a feature film out of something so short. So they have to do something. And I feel like what would we be upset if they didn't develop our characters? Like if they didn't develop the character of Cindy Lou, would we be like, well, who like? I mean, she's just some random girl. Like, it works in the short version. For sure. But, like, in the longer version, when you have your characters, you gotta... You gotta I mean, fill it with something. we've been upset with movies for not developing their characters before. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I feel like that might... I mean, what else are... What are they gonna do if they don't do that? Mm-hmm. Side note, because though, the whole maple syrup thing, I, I've I've been looking for a place <laughs> to put this, and I just sure. haven't found one yet, so yep. I'm just gonna plop it right in here. Mm. As someone who lives in a maple bush mm. and knows maple syrup, sure. the whole, won't the syrup freeze comment? <laughs> not true. Syrup will not freeze. <laughs> so the whole pouring maple syrup on the roof could actually work. <laughs> it gets less pointing sticky, that though. Out. Yeah, <laughs> it gets okay, less sticky. Yeah, that's you true. know, it wouldn't gum them up the same way. But um, anyway, yeah. But no, I, I get I get what you're saying, Pete. Because like, yeah, in the in the 1966 one, mm-hmm. Cindy Lou isn't even. She's not even a a, a vehicle of love. She's not. Hmm. She's not she's the not catalyst. The thing that changes the Grinch. No, right. she's just an obstacle. No. She's kind of a. She's a close call as he's mm. robbing the town. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all she He's is. Like, oh, no, is a, she oh crap, me. I almost got caught. He makes up a lie and then yeah. moves yeah. on. Pats right? her on the head and sends her to bed. Gives her yeah. some water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I love that in this one, he gets back to the sleigh and he's like, I, that really kind of shattered my universe, but just not, not enough yet. Hmm. Not enough yet. One little who girl is just an anomaly hmm. to him. Oh, it's just, oh, it's just. That's the strangest little who girl, he said. <laughs> yeah. You know, mm. but when the well, whole anyways, town Max. sings anyway, when all their stuff is gone, that's when he goes, mm. all right, yeah. something's, something's and then when up Fr- And when Fred comes back. And when, oh yeah. So that that was the part, right, where, <laughs> where sure, we're giving him back to his family and that was a cute little tender moment. Yes, it diluted the final kind of point, but that that paid off though. Because when he comes back and he helps, like, it was just so sweet. Like, there's so many, there's so many just pure sweet moments in this film that I am more than proud to show to my kids and have my kids take away that message sure. of, of, like, when someone shows you kindness, you can show them kind. Even Cindy's little comments about... Like, if something matters to you guys, that means it matters to me, you know. And one of the kids is like, "That's beautiful," and I'm like, "I know it is." <laughs> like, I'm just maybe I'm just a ball of emotion. I don't know, but I just this movie is just so sweet to me, and I think it it just really it found its niche as far as the message it was going for, and it was certainly appealing to a wider audience, in my opinion. I mean, I like again, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna put my kids in front of the Jim Carrey, but I don't think they would like it anyway. Because um, live well, they wouldn't get is a it. whole There's other not ball enough. of wax. Yeah, they yeah. wouldn't get it, it's but they would also sure. just be like, "I'm bored," right? Because yeah. this new one, it's so bright and so colorful, and it's that animation that kids love. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the Jim Carrey version is very much darker, like visually yep. and yep. like story wise. Yep. Uh, so. And it also kind of has all those, you know, terrible bullying examples in it mm-hmm. that I'm just like, I don't want my kids to learn that, yeah. that, you know? So, I mean, 
that's that but that's not necessarily a, a point against the film like you know I'm not going to put my kids in front of a horror movie either, but do I need it's to be mad at audience. the horror movie for that? No. Yeah, like It's so a different audience. It's a different audience. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's a swinger party in the, in the 2000 <laughs> version. There's a, they're swingers. They're putting their yeah. keys one, in a bowl at the beginning. One of my favorite lines from that one is when the, the babies are all arriving. <laughs> it looks and it's, it's Yeah. And it's like, so honey, bad. a baby's here. He looks just <laughs> he like your boss. He looks just like your boss. Yeah. Oh, my God. There that's so funny. There are a few really funny jokes in, in that one. But I think I agree with Pete. Mm. Like, I think I watched about half an hour of it the other night before I had to pause and move on and do other things. And then I finished it off. But like 30 minutes in, I was like exhausted. I'm like, this... There's really? so many jokes and I don't find all of them funny anymore. Mm-hmm. I definitely and, did. And I will yeah. say that song, um, Where Are You Christmas? Oh my gosh. Love that song. <laughs> Heart I've melting. loved that song ever since it and came I out. And I will for the rest of my life. I mean, how old was I when this came out? You tell and me. now she sings heavy metal and is like, <laughs> it, I know, isn't right. that nuts? She's totally so I, different. What? Like I was born, I don't know, I was born in 88. So like I was... 13, 12. Yeah. yeah. 12, 13. 12 year yeah. old me could not get enough of that song. Hmm. And I yeah. remember telling my piano teacher, I want to learn that <laughs> song. <laughs> like, you know, and Faith Hill, we love Faith Hill. Like, that song's amazing. I will take that to my grave. You know, love that. Emily um, Mader, so, Where uh, Are You Christmas? Where Are You Christmas? Wonderful song. Love it. <laughs> if you could record that for us real quick, I'll, we'll put it in the end of the. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I I just I just love this new version. I've I've got such a place in my heart for it, and uh, cool, yeah. Hmm. And my kid, well, like my two year old daughter, is like, I want the movie with Max. <laughs> like she just oh. she just loves the little dog. Yeah. I don't know why, but oh yeah. See, so that's so an unfair. I mean, when it comes yeah. with that bundle of cuteness, I want to watch um, Max. She says. <laughs> So I, I mean, I've said just about everything, you know, I, like I said, we're, I, we're not really looking for a winner or a loser here because it is apples and oranges, right? It it's a different is. audience. It's a different, 100%. it's a different format, right? Animation versus live action. Mm-hmm. There's two decades spanning the two films. So the, mm-hmm. the climate in which these films were made mm-hmm. is different. We didn't even the, touch on the whole thing about how long it took them to put him in that suit. And put oh the makeup my God. on him. So, right. like that so I think we production. talked. To, yeah, we talked about this in the episode like, last year when we did mm, it. But yeah. he yeah. had to. So Jim Carrey's gone on record How saying that he he trained. So the first time they did it, it took eight hours. Oh, yeah, um, that's and then they got it down to about four and a half. Oh, was just like their four and a half. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it still took four and a half. So he's still Piece in the makeup chair yeah. at at four a.m. Oh. Um, yeah. But. But he's gone on record saying that he, in order to, so what happened was while shooting the Grinch, A, he had a couple of like nervous breakdowns because Mm. of the suit. Mm -hmm. He started smoking like a chimney just to try to like cope with the suit. (laughs) And at one point, so what happened was they, he did like, he did like a week of shooting, had a mental break 
had to like recuperate. And then like as part of the production cost before they continued shooting, he was sent to go train with the CIA on how to endure torture. Like the same oh that like, yeah, you know, so like if I... you're captured and interrogated, how do mm-hmm. you with endure torture? He did mm-hmm. that training so that he could endure being put into the makeup. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny. Now so, the CIA uses for that training, they have the recruits watching the 2000 Grinch <laughs> and putting up with you it. Bastard. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. That was a low it's so blow. Sad that, low it's blow. so sad that our podcast is going to end on a Christmas episode. <laughs> you know, had yeah. so much more potential. But yeah, mm-hmm. you know what? That's, anyways. Um, I mean, so I think I've made all the points I wanted to make, but Pete. <laughs> We're curious to know, like, I mean, I guess you did say, you kind of said, you know. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I'll just saw it. He made his opinion perfectly clear. Yeah, like, I prefer the 2018. <laughs> I think they both have flaws, and mm-hmm. the gold standard is the cartoon, obviously. I think but I'm certainly. with you But if there. I had, for definition, cut in the 2000, bench 2018, start mm-hmm. 1966. Can I point out how funny it is that like, you know, <laughs> so the only version of the only version of that game that I've ever heard is either guys talking about girls or girls talking about guys. And it's always date, marry or or have sex with. And and it's just so funny to or, me no, that it's like, dump. It's no, it's dump. like, yeah, you it's dump like one. It's like, yeah, you dump, so marry you dump one, one, you marry one and you have, F one. I thought I say I think this variation is date like, or dump. No, I've, I've heard it's extreme. Okay, like, yeah, do date or yeah, not. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. no Mary. And, and so it's just so, but it's just so funny that like Pete's personality, Pete's like, oh, well, we can't, we can't we have can't. a game talking about sex. So uh, let's, let's try to frantically improvise a sports related version of this. So, that but I want to know, exist. okay, just, just as a woman. Yes. Can someone please clarify for me Kay. which is the better one? Like, do you would you rather get done or dated? Because I just oh, I never whoa, whoa, did whoa. know think what date, was the girls highest. Girls play honor. this about guys as well. I think the okay, what's date, the highest honor? My assumption is date is the highest because, like, at least you're like as a human being, you're wanting to you actually be with, that be with that human being. Yeah, one's I objectifying. Guess do would be in the one middle ground, and date is do, or, do, sorry, dump do is, is very superficial. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, they're <laughs> like hot, hot but, but I don't like. Them. But don't talk too much. <laughs> yeah, if they keep I'll their mouth say, closed and we don't have to talk in the morning, oh, then see, I, then I'll just great. say I never, I never got date. Or, I mean, this there are flaws because this is a locker room mentality kind of question. So there's flaws to it's it. The patriarchy. All no, best. listen, I have witnessed women playing this. I have, and, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying, like, I obviously I, I don't have a, a accurate survey size, but I think firsthand, if someone told me guys play this more often than girls, absolutely, I'm not going to argue with you. But firsthand experience, I have witnessed more women playing this than I have men. So- I have Definitely witnessed women playing this. Absolutely, but their version is different. Like every time I see women playing this game, it's like kiss, have sex with, or marry. 
How is that much better? I don't, I don't know. But nobody gets at dumped, least, I guess. At least in the guy like, version, the guy's like, okay, look, four is a bit of a crowd. One of you has to go. Whereas the, the girl's like, okay, so I mean, I'm I don't at know. the buffet and I just need to decide. I think I just have some like resentment from my teenage years of never getting getting chosen as the one to date. So no, you always just... yeah. All right. I um, in my defense, I will say there was like this wasn't lit- I you're right, Brady. This the way I usually do camouflage things in my personality of avoiding risque topics. But literally, this was a tweet that I saw today that compared three athletes, and <laughs> oh, it was okay. you got to start bench and cut three oh, blue okay. jays. If I'm being completely accurate to show Completely, I'm not making yeah, this up. Transparent. Cool. Okay. All right. Pete, because we've heard from you the least. Sure. On a scale of zero to ten. Okay. We're not gonna we've already we've already done the 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 you know we're, let's we're transitioning back into the review of the twenty eighteen one. Yes. On a scale of zero to ten. Okay. Where would you rank the twenty eighteen uh, I guess it's just called the Grinch. The, yeah, right. The Grinch, they they yeah. chopped. Yeah. yeah, okay. The Grinch. Okay, this is a bit of a complicated answer because there's the scale of zero to ten, which I gave it a six out of ten. So respectable. Six oh, out of okay. ten. Okay, lower than I thought. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's my usual. How much effort do I want to put into this? It came the second highest tier. So I would pay premium access. You know, if this was released on Disney Plus, I would pay the extra $30 to see it. It's more Holy shit. It's more it's more <laughs> worth my time than, you know, Wi-Fi at the co- no Wi-Fi at the cottage VHS and just if it's on Netflix, I might kind of watch it. Okay. Where the complexity will finish and this is where it comes in. Not only did I score what I did, The Grinch, I retroactively lowered my score from a year ago can, of the no, 2000 No, I don't Grinch. think you can do that. I can, and I will. But it messes up the Google the Google slide thing. Okay. I won't I don't officially... Th- I don't think you can go back and... Ch- you, it's, we're all about moving forward. Listen, <laughs> I will agree and disagree. I, I've only watched 20 minutes, so I will. This my official scoring will not change. It doesn't change the Google Drive. But a year ago, I gave it either a four or maybe a five. I would have to have a serious cup of coffee to decide where I stand. But I think now it would either be a two, three, or four out of ten. Somewhere right. in there. So same ballpark. And I think that's fine. Like, you know, because ultimately, like, if I went, if we went back and rewatched every film that sure. we've done an episode on. Yes. And without looking at our scores you know, without paying any attention to what we scored it before, mm-hmm. I I would be flabbergasted if even 10% of them came out <laughs> to the same score. It, I mean, that's just the way it works, right? There's, there's some the truth to that. The mood you're in, the climate, the, you know, like all these things. But I, so. I, I would say there's some truth to that. I, I think the one thing I'll f- end on is that just seeing this new version gave more light on the subject. Because I can go back and retroactively lower my Lost in Translation if that's... How dare I think that's you. what happened to me, Pete. I think now when I, tri- when I re- tried to rewatch the oh, Jim oh Carrey version recently, I was just like, I don't like this as much as I used to. And I think it was because I was comparing it to this one that I love so sure. much. So I don't know. I don't like either of you as much as I used to. <laughs> <I don't. laughs> well... But what would, as our guest, where would you rank this film? 
So just purely on instinct, I'm going to put it at an eight. Okay. I just love it. But I do think it had it. I agree. It had some, some weak points. Sure. But yeah, as far as like, I mean, I'm not tired of it yet. Mm. So there's something to be said for that. I mean, we'll, as parents, we'll do pretty much anything to distract our kids. So sure. it's just a bonus that I enjoy this film as much as they do. Yeah. I mean, I'll put Cocoa Melon on, but I won't love it. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll be screaming internally the whole time. So when they say, let's watch The Grinch, I'm like, yeah, let's watch The Grinch. Let's put, I'm okay with having that on in the background. So. I, I, if we are students of continuity, at least at 21 years... After the 2018 version was released, we should see if it aged as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just saying. Deal. Yeah. I'll come back on the show. <laughs> Good sir, what do you give this film out of 10? It might surprise you. Okay. It might. Uh, I give it a 5.5. 5. Um, okay. Okay. Because like I said, I I don't think it, which, which, so the way my brain and my scale works is like five would be just neutral five is like i don't have an opinion it's it's Hmm. it's it's not good it's not bad it's just like it might as well not even exist it's just there like i don't know um and i don't think if it listen if it weren't a grinch film if it weren't marketed if it didn't have the grinch skin on it i think it would score much higher than 5.5 um i just think it's it's like Hmm. Yeah, you know it's not grinchy enough for you it's not grinchy enough and i think we've we've there's been other examples about th- of this like the the female ghostbusters if it weren't a ghostbusters movie i think it i think i would enjoy it a lot more um but it just feels like to me and having grown up and and being the having that level of fandom i'm like if it, it just feels like such a uh, it's such a departure and such a, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just not, it doesn't feel worthy of the Ghostbusters title the way that the new one does, um, with, you know, passing it on, which goes to show that it's not even like, it's not even about the original cast or an all male cast at all, because the, the new one mostly focuses around these kids, half of which my favorite character from the new one is Phoebe, um, it just it wasn't it just wasn't good as a Ghostbusters film. So I think that's how I feel about this one. I think it's a good movie, but it's it's a for my money, it's a bad Grinch movie. Um and yeah, that's that's kind of where it is. So I would and, definitely recommend it to someone. Sure. You know, I would say, hey, you should you know, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Um, but I would certainly say like, but maybe maybe rent it. Like maybe don't go out and get a a 4K Blu-ray <laughs> for your first viewing because you might you you know if you have if you have strong ties to these previous versions you may take issue with some of this. It may not there may be things in it where you're like, "Oh, I don't like the changes." Mm. Right? Mm. So I would say, you know, like you know, take a tour of the house before though. buying it type of thing. <laughs> What's that? I just I love that he drinks espresso. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he so needs cute. that. I will yeah. say it yeah. is interesting in typical Brady movie men fashion that our two two episodes that are Christmas related, holiday related for the year. Two out of you know oh. fifty episodes 
last week we find a way to bring up Hacksaw Ridge. And they, in context, it did make sense. And now this week, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. It totally made sense. It, it was the... No, it did. It did. <laughs> I'm right. just saying just it's the most word. Brady thing you have <laughs> you to know, and, Go- and Ghostbusters was, was a recent, very recent episode I know. for us. So it's still I mean, on the, brain. the Lorax made sense, but Ghostbusters is a bit of a stretch, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just trying to... Whatever. I know. Uh, we, your point... We, okay. your, you we joke point. because we like. Yeah. Or we date. <laughs> or yeah. or uh, we... D- or, no, not dump. Or, what? <laughs> well... Last week you told me you would give me a big juicy kiss, and I can't remember what the... If you got me the Turbo Man doll from Walmart. The Turbo Man. Yeah. What? See? Oh, okay. So that's still that's he- still heftily on your mind. You're like, you are well aware of the criteria in which you're planting one on me. <laughs> Omnicron variant and all, you are like, it is worth the risk. I am, I am I've waited ready 25 to. years. What? For the, oh, for since the, the movie for the came doll. out? For the doll. Oh, to kiss me? I was like, no, for the doll. <laughs> you were eyeing me up when I was three? That's, that's... Listen, weird. I was three at the time, too, so... Yeah, you weren't, but that's cute. Um, <laughs> all right, so, Emily, what did you watch this week? A lot of The Grinch, honestly. Mm. <laughs> okay, let me try and think. I watch so much, like, kid stuff. Um, movie wise, not a lot. I think okay. this week. Let's see. Let's see. No, it was just a lot of TV. I don't nice. think I watched a, a movie other than The Grinch. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so, That's cool. That's yeah. okay. Cool. Pete, I what watched films. T- have you taken in it? I watched two, which is a big week for me. Like that's, that is big. Yeah, it is big. Yeah. Uh, I rewatched the 2011 Brad Pitt film Moneyball. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'm sorry. It's hey, listen. It's a pretty good film. You know, I give it a seven out of ten. It's not perfect by any means. Brad Pitt is a little corny. I like other performances better, but it still tugs at my heart. Of how can you not be romantic about baseball? Unless you're like Brady or maybe Emily, who don't <laughs> like baseball, and then you can't be romantic about baseball. Yeah, I which could is write fair. A, I could write you a book on ways that I, <laughs> I cannot mean, I think, be romantic about baseball. I think I've seen Moneyball once, maybe, <laughs> and I don't remember the plot at all. So. Chris Pratt sighting. Oh, yeah. chubby yeah. Chris Pratt. Chubby, yeah, fat not Chris Pratt. Chubby, but not ripped. No. Okay. Not, not. Yeah, he's yeah. he's nobody Star Lord, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the other film what? I watched this week, the timeless classic, The Holiday. Yes. Ugh. I, you know what? I, I watched it on my scale. I, it was a bit harder. I gave it a six out of ten, but it's a str- like it's a heartfelt six out of ten. I will still watch it next year. I still enjoyed it this year, and. There, the reason I gave it a six, there's some corny parts, like when Jude Law says to Cameron Diaz, you know, if you can if you can take me for just as I am. And I paused the TV and I said, Cass, he, 
take him as he is. He's Jude mid two thousands Jude Law, so he's the the women's eye candy. He's a single dad. He's a publisher he's a by trade, a widower. Uh, he's he reads cooking to be Dumbledore. Book. He reads cooking books for fun. He cries. He has a cow. He has a cow. Like what about him There's is take me bad. as I am? It's like the writers were like, let's put every trope they wrote the about perfect man, perfect man, <laughs> and he still has the gall to say take me as I am. Yeah, but anyway. he, a, he, he has a third nipple, and I think that <laughs> that's not true. He has a shirtless scene. Maybe he just hasn't quite accepted that he's like old now or something. Maybe. I don't know. But my point was yeah. there. There was some corniness that I was aware of when I watched it, but the the strong parts were still strong for me. Mm-hmm. So the holiday was I the other film one. I watched this week. Cool, Mister B. Well, it continues to be preparation season. Uh, yeah. So Isn't I want Christmas a season of preparation. It is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Feel, nice. you know, because New Year's is coming, which is just a time where you're supposed to feel <laughs> really just like a piece of shit about the person you've been all year. How, how many presents have you wrapped, Brady? And uh, six. My, the real I'm, test my, is if they're all stolen, the ex- how will you react? <laughs> with the exception of one thing, which is just something that I need to go pick up, my Christmas shopping nice. is complete. Nice. Yeah. Well done, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It might be a record for me. I don't think I've ever, you know, mm-hmm. I have nice. definitely been out on Christmas Eve before. <laughs> oh, man. Going, I, I uh, I've done I, that too. You know, I don't know what the hell anybody it's wants. It's usually like the stocking stuff I end up running out to Looks grab like you're night. getting a barn calendar this year Which on Christmas Eve. Funny because the stocking, this year Brienne's stocking was like, it filled up first. Because I kept buying things and it's like an expensive stocking because I kept buying things that were like <laughs> gift price. Right. And like, and they would come and I'd be like, oh, this is pretty small. Like. It, it would just fit nicely in a stocking. And I did that like four or five times. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I guess the stocking's pretty much done. But I don't have anything to put under the tree. Um, so, yeah. Put a note but that anyways. says check out your stocking. Yeah. Right, so, so, so I watched... Um, how far was I in my Spider-Man viewing You for sure week? watched Spider-Man 3 of the Tobey Maguire I'd watched, era. Yeah, and then I'd watch The Amazing the Spider-Man. So I watched The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Sure. Um, and then I watched, um, I rewatched Venom 2. Um, oh, are we including just, Venom in this Just to, oh yeah, we gotta. Yeah. So have you, have you seen, have you seen Venom 2? Uh, I don't know. Have I? I think maybe it we just came to out like, down. it just came out a few months ago. I don't know if I have. Okay. I so spoiler alert for people. For the next 30 seconds, a Venom 2 spoiler alert. The post-credit scene of Venom, which is um, part of the Sony-verse, not, yeah. not the MCU, okay. shows Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock sitting on a motel bed somewhere where all of a sudden the room there's like a flash and the room shakes and then... Okay, He's no, in... I have seen it because I remember. Okay, this. yeah, and like he gets a, sucked in, and J.K. Like Simmons is on the TV, and he's like, "Spider Man's a menace," and yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Miss Brant, yeah. So, 
I should just yeah. watch that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm so jacked. Uh, wow. I'm so excited. I'm by the way, tomorrow night. Yeah. Less than less than like 24 hours from now, the credits will be rolling on Spider-Man No Way Home. Ooh. Hmm. 48 hours from now, I will be arriving. I will be gearing up to arrive at the theater for my second showing. <laughs> You've bought two bit, tickets already. It, it's a bit of a flex. Well, you, when you're in the when you're in an area like I'm in, if you can get your hands on two sets of tickets, you get you know you just you don't know you don't know what's going to happen, who you're going to see it with, when you're going to see it. If like if, you know, uh, and I wanted to be like. A, I'm going to want to see it twice, and B, I'm going to want to have it in my brain really well because it'll be a couple of days between seeing it and sitting down to talk about it with Pete. And so I was like, I, you know, yeah. I really want to just, Man, I'll be lucky you know, if I get to see it once. <laughs> you know, and then I'll be like, oh, my God. Baby and then Sarah. the moment, I'll be like, and, you know, and then the moment when then no. Batman showed up and like, holy <laughs> F-bombs and like, you know. Um, and then the Ghostbusters come through, yeah. but, <laughs> and then uh, Hacksaw Ridge, yeah, and then yeah, and then and then you know, Mel Gibson. Yeah, and, and Andrew Garfield was in it, but not the Spider-Man. It was his Desmond <laughs> Doss character from Hacksaw Ridge. He was saving was Mar- lives. Marvel threw everyone the ultimate middle finger. They're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was a really funny meme. So in Spider-Man, um. In the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie, where he's he's looking to get paid for his wrestling gig, and the guy and he's like, I you know the guy's only going to give him a hundred bucks because he's like, you know, the ad said three grand for three minutes, and you pinned him in two for that. I give you a hundred bucks, and you're mm-hmm. lucky to get that. And he's like, but I need this money for this car. And the guy's like, I missed the part where that's my problem. And and so then Toby like you know, puts his, his web between his legs and he walks down the, the hallway. And then there's sort of a fun symmetry moment where then the guy gets robbed and Toby steps out of the way so the guy can get in the elevator. And the guy that denied him the money earlier was like, you know, you let him get away with my money. Like, you know, what the hell, man? And Toby says, I'm sorry, I missed the part where that was my problem. Hmm. So in the second, the second trailer came out for Spider-Man No Way Home, there was this hilarious meme that went around on the internet um, like literally that afternoon where it was the fans saying, what the hell, Marvel? Why wasn't Toby and Andrew in the trailer? And Marvel replies by saying, I'm sorry, I missed the part where that was my problem. <laughs> and it was like, it's a, it's, a, it's a great meme. What I, my prediction, not my prediction, but what I want going into this film is if Toby and Andrew are in it, if we have three Spider-Men on the on the screen, oh I need a moment where Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland look at Toby Maguire dead in the eyes and say, "That shit's just coming out of your wrist. Like you don't like what? Your body's <laughs> making that? Can we? <laughs> that's gross." <laughs> or because that would just, be like, the ultimate confusion. They'd be like, phase. "Yeah, they're like you. You don't you." You, so you don't have shooters like you're just you're just squirting that out of your wrist that's that's gross yeah uh but that's it and then i watched more friends i'm uh i am spoiler for friends i am at the end of season eight mm. and rachel is ready to pop that baby is coming she's a week overdue <laughs> and she is ready to have that baby she's so miserable. um 
So that and she's so miserable, and she's done. She is so fed up with Ross. She's so fed up with Ross. She's like, you know, she's she's taken that old trope of like, y- y- shut up, You've you did this, this to me. To me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> haven't you done enough? You, this yeah, is your yeah, absolutely. So classic. Well, Pete, wrap this thing up the way that the yeah, never mind. I was gonna say I was. Well, I mean, now I have to say it. I was gonna say wrap this up the way that grade eight sex ed videos tell you to wrap up. I, I, anyways, just just. Put a, put a bow on this episode and, and you know, I need to stop having coffee during these episodes. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Please like, follow, subscribe on all our social media platforms. The links are below. Thank you for joining us throughout this year. This is our, our last voting scheduled release. We will have a new release coming out. So it's not our last episode of the year, but thank you for joining us throughout this, this year. Um... Check out our Patreon page. Check out our merchandise page below. It's for ways for you to help support the show. Thank you to all our Patreon supporters who support us in the thick and the thin. And we we do appreciate it. And, um, you know, I, I like to, you know, come up with something kind of witty to say at the end. And I couldn't think of anything witty. So the only thing that I will say is check out the Catch Me If You Can episode. Because it's two <clears throat> listens away from being a really cool round number. And the type A personality of me really wants to get there. So I want that episode to get a second wind. And it's very Christmas. There's a scene in it that takes place at Christmas. And Merry Christmas! Yeah! And it is Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. And, you know, great. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. I yes, thank you so much line. for all of your support all year. Um, yeah, and stick around because our next episode, our last episode for this year is our Spider-Man No Way Home review. And then our first episode of 2022 is going to be our Matrix Resurrections uh, review. So there's there's a whole Good bunch of goodness coming. coming. Mm-hmm. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness, girl! So yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's been a blast. Um, which actually, fun note, our Pete, our because you were talking about you know um, it being a nice round number and stuff like that. Our so this is episode 167. Um, and it's a shame that it wasn't 166 and that our Spider-Man No Way Home review wasn't 167, only because our Spider-Man Far From Home review was episode seven oh. of our podcast. I was going to say, yeah. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. And w- and once the Batman happens, that's going to be crazy for us because episode one was simply us just talking about yeah. Robert Pattinson being announced as, yeah. as Batman. Be, there's nowhere to go from there. <laughs> there's nowhere to go. Although Emily will be happy to know that on the docket is working through the Mission Impossible movies. Yes. Are you a fan? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know if I'd call myself a big fan, but I do find it funny how much Brady hates Tom Cruise. Oh, I look so forward I'm to it. So I'm very excited about having him watch... I don't know how many Mission Impossibles there have been. Maybe we'll make it a game. Like every time Tom Cruise is shirtless, he'll take a shot or something. Aren't we on number eight? I think it's. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a lot. Maybe that'll be. Maybe that'll be that drinking episode that you keep nagging me about. I just said, yeah. Every time Tom Cruise is shirtless, he take a shot. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, that'll be. That's not good. (laughs) Every time, every time there's a, every time there's an unnecessary. 
shirtless volleyball scene in a Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, All right. There'll be a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you, Emily, for joining us. Um, it was a lot of fun. And until yeah, next for time. Me. Um, until next time. Uh, Emily, say something witty. Oh, you always make me, you always do this to me. I have nothing And you still never prepare. Well, I mean, <laughs> uh, I got, I, I got nothing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>